2016. Yep. <laughs> I, I happy happy 2016. Uh, I'm so sad that David Bowie just passed away. It's April 14th. Four. I'm fine about the David Bowie news. I think you know, you know, the election's coming up. The 2016 election. <laughs> you know, I, call me crazy. I have a little bit of hope. You know, I think. I mean, there's no way, right? Like, there's no way he's gonna, <laughs> right? Like, I think Bernie's gonna take it. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Like, like there's no fucking way. The DNC like, everybody will let him. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't. That... They wouldn't rig their own primary, so we don't have to worry about that. No, I don't think they would either. And you know, 2016 is like, it's fine. You know, like I think this is the worst it'll get. Like it's pretty. It's pretty rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're fine. I mean, we still got Muhammad Ali. We got him. We still, yeah, we still got Gene Wilder. Love that guy. Uh, we still got Nancy Reagan, thank God. Ooh, uh, <laughs> we got both Barbara and George H.W. Bush. Yeah. Uh, we'll be, I, yeah, we got Har- Harper Lee. We, she, I heard that she had a book coming out. Yeah, yeah, her first in, in uh, a good while. Um, yeah. She probably released that of her own volition and wasn't being taken advantage of from, you know, mm-hmm. various literary agents. Um, uh, so that's we good. We got Arnold Palmer, the tea man. Yeah, he invented the good tea lemonade. I feel like, can we just, can I just say something about Arnold Palmer? The drink and not the man? Yeah. I'm not that impressed. I don't like it. It's No, I like it, and I like to drink it, but like, okay, it's iced tea and lemonade. Yeah. You, that's fine. That's like, someone would have invented that. Like, if I had invented that, I don't think it would be called the Nikki Flowers. I think it was. But would you be able to to resist? I mean, no. I, I had. I would have to, right? <laughs> that yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, like Sean, you would call it the Sean Barry. Yeah, yeah, but there's no berries yeah. in it, so it would confuse people. You'd have to change your flowers. name. He could add berries. Are but then it, flowers? No. Uh, I think sometimes they could be, right? Oh. I hope Arnold Arnold Palmer doesn't die soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Who I hope doesn't die soon. Who? I don't know, but today we're talking about uh, a moon-shaped pool by Radiohead. Welcome to Pick Up Sun. We've got a limited event prestige podcast about Radiohead. Uh, I'm Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. I'm Nikki Flowers. I play music as Nikki Flowers, mostly. And we have a guest. Oh, my God. For the first time ever. What the no, fuck? It's us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Yes, it is the first time ever. My next time will be... Nearly four years from now. It's a little um, presumptuous, Sean, but uh, I like your hope. <laughs> I want to pr- pencil myself in, please. <laughs> Wait, four years? It's 2020. I thought we were still in 2016. No, we time oh, yeah, warped. It's 2016. We <laughs> time warped. You guys, you gotta ca- gotta catch up. The <laughs> intro was four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Sean Barry on the show from Radish and also just being alive. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me on again, guys. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. Oh, Wait, which uh, which one were you on last time? Okay, I computer. Was, yeah. 
Oh, the one where the computer said okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And now, now I'm there. Where... Yeah, computer began then. Now I'm here to talk about uh, uh, pools that are like sometimes uh, half circles, full circles, the rare crescent-shaped one. Waning gibbous. Um, waning gibbous, exactly. Waxing asshole. <laughs> Got <Yep>. it. <laughs> That's an astronomical term. The waxing asshole moon. Um, <laughs> uh, Super blood moon. There were a lot moon. of those in 2016, huh? Yeah, there was yeah. um there was a pink one like a couple days ago, like a it had a really like Sailor Moon kind of sounding name or a Super Nick pink Drake moon. sounding name. Was it just Super <laughs> Pink Moon? <laughs> yeah, a big ass pink shit. Yeah, <laughs> there's that Nick Drake song. That's what it's called. <laughs> Oh, classic! <laughs> the, my my that favorite big Nick, pink Nick Drake song. Shit. <laughs> my uh, my favorite Nick Drake song. Uh, this hot pit bi- bitch was named Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, folks, before we get into it, I've got some news. Uh, a small ditch pat ditch patch. God, dispatch from the Radiohead world. We found um, it in a ditch. Thank God it's not Radiohead from Dispatch World, because well, I don't want to see what that... Actually, no, we're going to get to kind of a Dispatch-looking Tom York. Later yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's Rim World. Oop. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ed decided to do an interview with NME, uh, probably my least favorite music publication. Yep. Oh. It's exactly oh, yeah. what it says on the tin. Our enemies. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got to talk about uh, Radiohead what they're doing in the future. Mm-hmm. He got to talk about uh, his new album, Earth, which is coming out actually on Friday. Well, the week we record this, I'm sure. Whoa, this wait, soon. really? Yeah, it's coming out this Friday. Whoa, Fiona Apple too. Yeah, it's mm. going to be a, it's going to be a great Friday for white people. Wow. Yeah, I'm loving it. <laughs> Who do we think Paul Thomas Anderson's going to listen to first? Ooh, Damn. That's going to be, that's going to be tricky. That's going to be a tough Friday for him. <laughs> All coked He's gonna up. He's going to do a little rail. <laughs> <laughs> All coked up, just, Bouncing around his living room. He's going to text Quentin Tarantino and be like, <laughs> Hey, remember Magnolia? <laughs> Didn't I do such a good job on Magnolia? <laughs> uh, so here's a couple things from the interview. Um, first of all, I want to get this out of the way. Uh, our boy EOB is okay. He does not have COVID anymore. Ooh. Ooh. He does not have COVID and now has Cambria. it took me a second i was you know honestly there was a split second where i was like jesus another disease what the fuck what is that my 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 pain signals in my brain are going like something's wrong i think you sprained your ankle but it's trying to like search for pain corporeally it's like i'm not finding anything but something hurts i know there should be pain right now (laughs) there should be this hurts but i can't tell where (laughs) covid and cambria has anyone tweeted that yet i think so probably let me find out let's just tweet that on the um the official (laughs) posg uh twitter anyway yeah absolutely uh and it's another um kind of a means test that we do here on uh, picking up something good <laughs> yeah. where we um we find out who's really been listening to our episodes weekly where we we're just like hey tweet this bullshit yeah and yeah, tag tweet, us yeah tweet out covid <laughs> in cambria um and then you know of all of our you know listeners who don't tweet it we know that you're fake fans yeah 
Anyway, <laughs> otherwise, um, here's something that Ed O'Brien uh, said. Uh, somebody from NME asked him, uh, have Radio Behead been talking about future plans? Uh, and he says, we're an ongoing band and have online meetings. There was a Zoom call recently. I would love to be in that Zoom call, first of all. Wait, can't you, um, can't you like, crash Zoom calls? Like, I would love to. We gotta find Zoom. out how to get in there. <laughs> Imagine being in the Radiohead Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're on now the screen, aren't we? <laughs> Can I... I had never heard of Zoom until the pandemic. Like, What's up with that? Somebody tweeted. They were like, oh, we had Skype for years and years and years. And then suddenly what this pandemic hit and they're like, let's try Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like full of like, it's horrible privacy wise. Like, um, fucking there's no end to end encryption. Uh, there's like, there's a chat function where you can like chat to specific members without alerting the whole call, except the text file of every private chat is available to every caller. Like, there's a yeah. lot of weird, like, why this piece of software all of a sudden? Sean, you develop Zoom. Oh, you know, I just, uh, I tried to, like, use uh, FaceTime and Skype uh, for a long time, and I just wanted a really funny background, and I was tired of uh, paying for <laughs> large televisions or going to certain places to have a really funny background. Setting so up thought, a green screen and lighting own? it correctly. Exactly. So I just decided I'll make my own video teleconferencing uh, software, and I, I'll give people the opportunity to put their own funny backgrounds behind them without ever having leaving the house, especially now. And okay. and selling their data, right? I mean, that's also happening. Oh, that's where the big money is. Like, yeah, yeah like a ton of money off theft. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We have like we we sure do love reading and hearing about your meetings and classes, just so we know what to sell you. <laughs> To continue this answer, he says, uh, there was a Zoom call recently. We're talking about stuff, but for the foreseeable future, everyone is doing their own thing. When it feels right to plug back into Radiohead, then we will. Now is the time. Yeah, what? what's the holdup, folks? I mean, <laughs> th you got, there's a pandemic. I think there's now no more tours. than ever, there needs to be a Radiohead album. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of um, Tom York going on Stephen Colbert earlier this year or late last year. I think it was uh, 10 years ago, or I think it might have been tomorrow. I thought yeah. it was four years from now. <laughs> it's four years from now. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, where Stephen Colbert literally opens the um, the interview with, he's like, he's like, oh, you know, and for 20 years with Radiohead, you've been singing about, like, bringing down the government and, you know, all this stuff. How does it feel to be right? And I've <laughs> never... I've never laughed at a Stephen Colbert late show joke until then. <laughs> that one was pretty good. And you yeah. retelling it also got me. That's how good it was. <laughs> he also says, uh, will you guys be doing anything to mark 20 years of Kid A and Amnesiac this year and next? Um, oh. Ed says, due to the nature of it, I can't fully reveal anything, but there have been talks about ways of doing something. Everything gets thrown up in the air with coronavirus, so lots of ideas are being mooted. Uh, it would be nice to honor it, but then there's a struggle. Oh, he spelled honor with a U. Um, how can you get God. that excited about an album it. that came out 20 years ago? I can't. I'm thankful it was a moment and know that it means a lot to people, but it was a long time ago. I'm going to choke out Ed O'Brien. Yeah, Ed, I mean, like, okay, I get the whole, like, Oh, you know, as an artist, you can't keep looking back. You got to look forward. You just said you're not looking forward to doing any Radiohead in the foreseeable future. Go get some fucking nostalgia bucks. Yeah. Especially if for that album. 
If I yeah. don't get Kid A not a dick, I swear to God. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> we need it. Oh, no, that is what it's going to be. Oh. <laughs> Kid oh, A not a dick. <laughs> we really, like, as a as a society, and I'm sorry for using that word, we do need Kid A not a dick. <laughs> Uh, and also, he says, uh, so you're only concerned with the present and the future? He said, we have, we said, we've had different chapters in Radiohead life. Up until the end of OK Computer was at one chapter. Kid A through a moon-shaped pool is another chapter. We've sort of drawn a line now and are wondering what the next chapter will be. Huh. That's what we'll figure out. That doesn't make sense to me. Well... The way he delineates. Yeah, no, um, that's kind of a weird, um, demarcation point between... That, I don't get that. <laughs> I feel like two chapters? I don't think so. You would think it would be like Pablo Honey through OK Computer, yeah. then Kid A through Hail to the Thief, yeah. and then Hail to the Thief through... No, sorry, in Rainbows through Now. Yeah, well, like, we're be... still in the third chapter. Well, it's it's done. The Infinity Saga's over. Oh, <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> Tom has collected all uh, six... Chaos Emeralds? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know for a fact there's seven Chaos Emeralds, but like mm. I was trying to figure out how many Infinity Stones there were. I don't know what... Oh, is that um, the Marvel? <laughs> yeah, that's a Marvel thing. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, he collected all the Infinity Stones, and that's how we got a moon-shaped pool. Wait, so did they just they just straight up ripped off Sonic the Hedgehog's Chaos Emeralds for the Avengers? Yeah, yeah they're the same thing. Really? Like, legitimately? <laughs> Yeah, there's a blue hedgehog in both of them. Oh, man. <laughs> they weren't even trying to hide it. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Fuck. In Marvel, they call him Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> both of them are for, from Queens. Sonic and Captain America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Both uh, chow down on chili dogs through all of their appearances. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah. I still... I, I, I missed movie night when you guys did Sonic. I apologize for that. Um, but I, I still, I think I need to, I don't know if I'm ready to see the Sonic movie still. It's good. It's really good. Is it though? Like I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't grow up watching or playing Sonic, so I only know it through the internet. Um, and I enjoyed it. Okay. I fully expected Sean to hate it. <laughs> do they, do they mention the Chaos Emeralds? No. Weird. Okay. You'd think that would be like a pretty good, uh movie plot device or at least a MacGuffin yeah, like it's kind of built for they that. already did it in Avengers and also in Trolls World Tour weirdly enough <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I don't want to know about that movie I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> the McElroys are in it. it great okay that's all I need to know I saw it you saw Trolls World Tour yeah it's good no no <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> Uh-uh. Yes. No. <laughs> anyway, all this to ask you, what do you think the next phase of Radiohead is going to sound like? New metal. <laughs> Didn't even need uh, to think about it. Uh, two computers this time. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, man. Who do you think is on the other computer? The, the first computer. Whoa! <laughs> computer fractals, I love it. <laughs> like like Tom's playing one computer, and then the com another computer is playing the other computer. 
I mean, computers can do that now. Yeah. I was, um, I use a, a fake Mac OS 9 computer on my real Mac OS 10. I guess they just call it Mac OS now. Yeah. Um, but I, I use a fake computer within my computer constantly to make hypercard programs. So you could just, you could just do that with computers now. That's fine. That's yeah. allowed. I think that it's going to be, they're going to, they're going to do something weird again. Like what I, kind like, of weird though? I genuinely can't imagine what, what Radiohead will sound like next. Cause it's always kind of different. Hmm. Yeah. Especially, uh, with like what, between king of limbs and this album uh really i love to see i love to see how they grow um and but it's uh this one's very lush it's very pretty yeah do you want to talk about a moon-shaped pool yeah let's uh (laughs) let's do that all right you want to burn that fucking witch yeah yeah fucker um well actually before we do that (laughs) i want to talk about how they announced this album um uh, he's Sean always doing there. this. He's <laughs> always like, oh, before we talk about the album, let's talk about the album. <laughs> We're talking about the album. God. Uh, so, um, Sean was there. It was a hell of a week. Oh, uh, God. I may, what was it, like the last week of April in 2016? Oh. Yeah, what a fucking time. Uh, Donald Trump wasn't president yet. No. Nope. Uh, spoilers, come on. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't caught up on all the news yet. <laughs> <laughs> For a little while, Radiohead.com was the uh, in rainbows background that you see on um, just like just like that like pixely rainbow animation. Mm-hmm. Over time, people on the Radiohead subreddit noticed that the background was slightly getting lighter and lighter. Oh, like and lighter. Ooh. Spooky. Over the course of a day, the website went completely blank. <gasps> the website went completely blank. Uh, everybody in Radiohead deleted all their tweets. <laughs> all of them? Yeah, every single one. <laughs> oh, to cover up all the problematic <laughs> shit they've said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a way to uncancel themselves. <laughs> Wait, didn't, um, uh, oh my god, I forgot his name, and he has the stupidest name. Oh my god, Rivers Cuomo, didn't he just delete all his tweets? Uh, I hope it's because he's dead. I, yeah, I hope that's a that's a good thing. That was probably ordered by the court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's not talk about Weezer right now. Uh, anyway, they they completely the website went completely white. Everything got deleted. All their social media posts got deleted. Um, and I think it was like that for a couple days mm-hmm. until one day they sent out a pamphlet. To people who had bought things from Waste, uh, their online store. Yeah. Um, this is a little pamphlet that has like a little. It's gray. It's a gray rectangle. Has like a little piece of art on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a pamphlet. A pool. No, it's just a page. Oh. So not a pamphlet. Uh, a postcard. No. It's a postcard. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's call it a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, "Sing the song of sixpence that goes burn the witch. We know where you live." And burn the witch is in giant letters. Uh, with a little Radiohead bear hmm. kind of embossed into it. Uh, that was just mailed to people, and uh, a lot of people online got mad because they were like, "Why are you sending this to? Why are you sending this? This is so creepy to just be like, we know where you live. Why would you? Of course they know where you live. You gave them your address to buy a T-shirt or whatever. Like that's not. <laughs> you gave them your address and forty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> for half a T-shirt. 
Like forty five if you're buying from the U.S. Right. <laughs> also, why would you and, get mad at that? That would be if my if they might be giant sent me a postcard with like we're gonna fucking kill you. I would welcome <laughs> it. <laughs> I would. Do you have Do you have a preference of which one kills you? Um, you know, I feel like John. I feel like it'd have to be John. Yeah, like I mean, don't get me okay. wrong. I love John, but. <laughs> It's just there's no there's no contest. It had to be John. Oh, it's between John and John. Uh, yeah, I would pick John too. Um, so we are <laughs> get ready for a lot of those jokes when we start doing they might be giants albums because <laughs> I'm an idiot and I love it. Anyway, uh, but people started getting these and there was no song called "Burn the Witch" at the time until suddenly there was. <gasps> um, one day I think the Radiohead uh Instagram account posted that first shot in the "Burn the Witch" music video with the bird. Yeah. Yep. And everybody lost their goddamn shit. <laughs> I was so uh, excited. I was... <laughs> oh, I remember seeing that bird on Twitter, uh, like, that day. Just everyone was like, oh, fuck! And I didn't, like, at <laughs> yeah. first I didn't get the context. I was like, yeah, it's a pretty cool, like, play. I don't know what that is. Out <laughs> of context, it's so fucking funny. Right. It was, it was, the, it was the fucking the train going through the movie screen phenomenon again, but it was everyone on Twitter discovering claymation. <laughs> oh, like, shit, oh, shit, that bird. How is it moving like that? <laughs> this whole thing moved on its own. <laughs> it's made of, like, wires and shit. What's good? What? Is Radiohead making holiday specials now? <laughs> oh my god, it's Rankin-Bass Radiohead Christmas! <laughs> 2016 had a lot of those moments where uh, Radiohead posted the bird, and uh, I think a couple weeks later, Frank Ocean was like, I'm building a staircase. <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot all about that. Did he, did he finish it? He finished. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, Has anyway. he finished an album, though? <laughs> Frank? <Who> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, follow music. Anyway. Um, and then, a couple days later, well, maybe I think the next day, they put out the video for Burn the Witch. Hmm. Uh, and let's talk about Burn the Witch. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, Nikki, what do you think? Let's, uh, let's just say... Let's just say I like this song, okay? Let's just... <laughs> Let's just say that I like Burn the Witch. Um, yeah, no, I, I like it. Um, okay. Starts out like, this is really good opener. This is definitely one of those openers that's like, all right, fuckers, we're doing something different. Get used to it. <laughs> and it does a really good job at it uh, while also being like, man, those fucking strings, though. Yeah, Johnny probably like, you, you can tell Johnny was like, oh, let me do the strings, please. All <laughs> over the album. Like, all over the album. It's all Johnny, right? Like, I'm just... I kind of just assumed that. Yeah. It's actually, um... They kicked Johnny out of the band for this one. It's just Tom. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a solo album. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is gonna happen multiple times throughout the, uh, the record. Mm -hmm. Um, this actually... This song dates back to Hail to the Thief. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah, this They're at it again. in, in Radiohead.com. Uh, from of the of the era that you can still visit on um, the Radiohead Public Library, which is, by the way, it you've got time to go through this now. Oh yeah, no, I was I was just going through it today um, because you assigned me homework for the podcast, so thanks for that. Um, but I actually like I I like peeked around at it when it came out. I don't know, like a million years ago or yesterday or whatever. Um, but I finally was like going through it today, and it is comprehensive as shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 
this actually appears on a page with like a bunch of little like radio buttons uh, with lyrics on them. And one of them just says, well, three of them say burn the witch. Hmm. Uh, and then over time, it just became like a mythical thing. And it finally came out in 2016. Sean, what do you think? Uh, I love this song. I remember being fucking excited. It was the only thing I listened to for days. Uh, the video was delightful. Uh, oh, I love that video. It's, it's real creepy. And it's yeah. essentially, I guess, like, uh, I don't, I, what, the closest thing is, is it's not the hollow man. It's uh, the wicker man. The wicker man. Thank you. The wicker uh, man is hollow, though. So that's not, you're not totally yeah. wrong. I, my brain went from not Midsummer because that's this thing. And then <laughs> that, this is where Ari Aster got the idea for Midsummer. I was literally I just about to say that because I did. I was thinking that when I was watching. It. Uh, the song itself, though, I love the strings. I, I mean, after listening to, I think by this point, the master had come out. Uh, there will be blood come out. Like we had like kind of like grown used to like Johnny style and like hearing like the staccato strings, and, like very like. Oh, it was just so pretty, and oh, I'm gonna say about that about every song. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. My the, adjective I keep using is beautiful in my notes, but yeah, no, <laughs> basically. Um, it's got that like underlying saw, that like bass that comes in. That's really Ooh, nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, just like when that hits, it's just like oh, like we know what we're getting into, or you kind of think you do. Um, and also, my favorite version of Tom York <laughs> is back, and that's threatening Tom. Oh, he's threatening back. Tom, he's um, back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we suck young blood. Uh, you and whose army? Uh, fucking. Y'all hear something? Exit music for a film. Did he, did he say we suck young blood? <laughs> did he? <laughs> I could come on and hash that beef if you guys want to. But... <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, we're getting into just... a certain territory here, aren't we? <laughs> I was so excited for that episode. I was like, they're going to talk about my favorite track off this album. You suck young blood. And you guys got to it. And you fucking trashed it. And I'm so mad at the both of you. Yeah. Well, you know, we're not perfect. And neither right. is that song. Fuck we just you. Spent two I'm flipping Phil off my Lamp. microphone now. <laughs> <laughs> we just spent two episodes trash talking Phil, uh, Phil Selway. So. Yeah. Well, we were a little bit nicer in the last episode. Yeah. We gave him the benefit of the doubt. We felt bad about the first time. <laughs> Um, I can but, tell that they finally uh, told Phil Selle to fuck off, though, because this is kind of a uh, drum machine sounding thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a good bit of that on this album. But yeah, Burn the Witch, uh, it's a great opener. I'm not sure we can come back to this once we're uh, through the rest of the album, but I'm not sure if it's the right opener for this album. Oh, but interesting. I don't know, but I do. I It, it is an exciting opener. Speaking of uh, speaking of album, mm-hmm. um, Nikki, did you notice something about the track list on this album? Hold on, I'm looking at the track list now, trying to see if I've missed anything. <laughs> uh, like, is do the first letters of each song spell something? They spell out Phil's B D D D F G I T P T T. I don't think that's a word. They're all alphabetical. Oh. Yeah, I literally just list. list... Are you sure about that? Oh, yes. Because I was like the numbers. I don't think so, but numbers. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers, comma the. I'm stupid. Um, That's cool. When this, when the track list of this album first leaked, like maybe like half an hour before the album came out, (laughs) it's pretty kind of close with that. Like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like we didn't know the track list of King of Limbs until it came out. Um. So when this this leaked. 
everybody was like, is that a mistake? It's all alphabetical. I think they fucked it up. No. No, that's <laughs> just, they just wanted to do that. It's, uh, it's very weird. Yeah, huh. So that's why I get kind of skeptical about putting Burn the Witch at the top, because I'm like, well, if you restructure the album, could you put something better up here? But I, I no. I think the Going only back... way you could restructure the album is reverse alphabetical order. <laughs> no, you cannot. You could not possibly, in any world, start with the final song in this album. You no can't way. lead with True Love Lake. You can't, Wait, in no. The, no way in goddamn hell can you start with that song. No, I'm <laughs> Holy shit. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll get to it. Um, I mean, I think we're just daydreaming now. Let's talk about daydreaming. My favorite Paul... Uh, I was about to say Paul F. Tompkins. My favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie. <laughs> <laughs> very is, very uh, different artists yes it made me very sad <laughs> yeah this is um piano ballad at track two bold choice folks <laughs> um Mickey, i was afraid you'd hate this <laughs> no i don't i don't hate it no i just i think i think the sequencing of the album isn't perfect mm-hmm. i don't think it's like awful i don't think it ruins the album but i don't know that i would put this at track two that's what i'm saying I just yeah. don't I don't know about that. I think I think Burn the Witch is a fine enough opener. I don't think this is a great track too. It's a great track though. I like it. Yeah. This is about Rachel. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um Rachel passed away in I believe twenty fifteen, was it, Sean? I I thought I read that they broke up in twenty fifteen and she passed away in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Oof. Of cancer, I believe. Yeah. Um and after twenty three years. 23 years and it's basically i think this is tom just working through it uh so he's gone I, he's done being divorced tom and now he's grieving tom which is a totally different tom and way sadder not <laughs> funny it's not funny when he's born it's super <laughs> funny when he's being divorced and like just acting all divorced and i love him when he's divorced i don't love him when he's sad don't Worry, we all thought it was super funny when he was super divorced. Okay, good. <laughs> I, like I th- like in real time. Okay, like like I said in the episode, I think divorced middle-aged men are the funniest people on the planet. <laughs> they just they make the most baffling decisions about their life. They it's just it's not even it's like it's just a like beautiful hang out with flying lotus. Yeah, oh, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like a train wreck that you you just want to, oh man. Anyway, I gotta stop waxing poetic about divorce. Tom, Tom York looks like the saddest man in the world in this video. Oh my god, yeah, the video. <laughs> but to be honest though, the drip, have you seen the clothes he's got on? Love, Incredible. Love that fit. Dude can dress. <laughs> he's like, dripping all over the place. I don't know how to use that word. Like, I was watching it this morning, and I was just like, I'm so sad for you, but goddamn, my man. Yeah. I think um before I, I give my full review of the song, I do wanna I do wanna talk about that video a little bit more. I think it's amazing how little he fits in in literally every single location in this video. <laughs> it is incredible to watch Tom York just in public spaces. He doesn't he he just does not belong literally anywhere except <laughs> may except maybe the empty uh parking garage. <laughs> Yeah, but even still, right, right, yeah. But like, even still, it's kind of like there should be cars here. He doesn't drive. What's going on? (laughs) This is how he gets from place to place because he doesn't have a car. (laughs) He just warps (laughs) through doors and oh, finally, I made it to the studio. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just in some family's home. <laughs> <laughs> just left their door open. Speaking of warping, did you guys notice how this video uh, follows almost entirely uh, exactly how the finale of Monsters, Inc. It goes? Fuck! <laughs> it's a retelling of Monsters, Inc. <laughs> it is, and... I guess Tom's in the role of Randall here because he eventually just gets stranded on a snowy mountain. Huge <laughs> Randall vibes. Yeah. <laughs> they actually, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. You were going to say Paul F. Tompkins end. again, weren't you? I was, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks even worse because Paul F. Tompkins is in Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Oh, man. That's no good. <laughs> uh, he was in Magnolia and There Will Be Blood, right? Was he in more, Sean? No, as far as I know, he was just in Holy <laughs> shit, he was in There Will Be Blood. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> Mr. Plainview. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad uh, Paul F. Thompson's impression. No, nah, that's pretty good. He was he was also in Phantom Thread. He played uh Woodcock. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Woodcock. Oh my god. So uh, I was just watching I'm sorry, this is completely unrelated, but it is sort of. Um I was watching Murder on the Orient Express yesterday. Uh-oh. Not the recent one with Johnny Depp, but the actual okay. good one from the seventies. <laughs> um there is a character who calls himself Dick Hardman. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just, it's not his real name, it's like a, it's a fake name, he's like trying to hide his identity, but the fact that that is the name he chose, (laughs) he's Dick Hardman, I just thought that was incredible. I love that this, this murder on the Orient Express is directed by Hideo Kojima. (laughs) (laughs) So, Dick Hardman, what's your story? I'm fucking hard. That's it. If you guys were on that train or in a Hideo Kojima game, what would your name be? Mine would be Dick Hardman. (laughs) <laughs> Mine would be Nervous Soft Man. <laughs> and not to be confused with Microsoft Man. Just Nervous Soft Man. Uh, murder 2. You would be Murder 2. <laughs> Mr. Um, Mine would be Death Victim Person, right? Because there's no way I'm going to survive a Hideo Kojima game. Uh, this is the saddest song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's kind of brutal. Um, but um, absolutely fucking beautiful. There's some like it's gorgeous. The there's like a real kind of chill wave sample vibes at the beginning. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. Um, which I love, and the textures and the synth line that comes in around like verse two, and all the Ooh. weird vocal effects. Fucking love it. Like I think I don't know the line that hits me the most is um in second verse where he says a white room by window where the sun comes through he just says it in the most dejected delivery and i just mm. i think that's the point where i start crying i have like a point in time during this album when i start crying a specific timestamp, and we'll get to the second one Ooh, okay <laughs> yeah uh this is macy you saw them on this tour right no i did not oh dang okay they opened with daydreaming fuck and it rules it is uh none of like the they don't have any of the lighting set up they just have like bright white lights on them and i think they like everyone like picks up their phones and like lights the stage more in fact that might just be how the stage is lit it's just by people's phones <laughs> Ooh. it's beautiful i'll send you guys a, i'll uh drop a picture in the discord of like when i t- turned around and showed like took a picture of all the phones it was amazing um was that on yeah. purpose, the lighting the state, or is that just that just kinda happened? No, I think it was that was on purpose. It was just like a stripped down, like the whole song is like supposed to just be you know, it's just, I mean pretty stripped down on its own, apart from like the very less strings and the piano, but it's mm. uh Yeah. It was gorgeous. Cool. Also, um and I hate to make light of this song, but 
But you're going to do it Tom anyway. Tom hot now. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> well, he was before. He's got like, like a... He's got a very... Uh, I don't want to say ugly hot, because that's mean. But do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a very... He's got... He's, he's a Steve Buscemi kind of hot. Yeah. He, like... He, like... Do you remember, like, 2011, like, hat Tom wasn't hot? No, it was the hat. It was the hat Take that off killed the hat, it. Tom. And <laughs> like hat, that was Tom. the divorce hat. <laughs> oh. 2014 to 15 like man bun Tom. Not bad. Yes, not bad, but this Tom York? God damn, my man. Somehow it works. It works. And it that works, fit. Uh, that fit. That fit. Um Dude can dress. Let's talk <laughs> about uh hold on. Oh wait, at the very end. Oh, actually. Oh yeah. Hit did you me. notice that uh, reverse speech? Oh yeah, what was that? Do you know? He says half of my life. <gasps> Which I think just kind of like Fuck. cuts harder, doesn't it? I feel bad about calling him ugly hot now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's going through some stuff. <laughs> I read that uh that's he and Rachel were together for 23 years. And so mm-hmm. yeah. That oh. was like, "Oh no." Wow, he's also old. I remember being surprised that, like, I remember watching, like, the video came out, I believe, before the album. It did. Um, yeah. And I just, one, I was like, oh, they put the first two singles as the first two, whatever. Uh, but I was like, oh, yeah, that backtracking, that's a pretty cool, you know, technique for the video. But it, they kept it on the album. And yeah. I mean, now it's, it's essential. And, woof. Yeah. <laughs> it literally ruins my life every time I hear it. <laughs> um, you want to see my deck, Dark? Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Dick's Dork. <laughs> Richard Dawkins, <laughs> Dick's Dark Man. Oh man, yep. How do how do y'all like a uh, subterranean homesick alien too? <laughs> I I guess I got a different uh, track than you guys because I just heard uh, Massive Attacks Teardrop too. <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah, that, no, that's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> this is like classic Radiohead song construction where they start really pared down and they build up and they build up they keep layering and layering until the end it's like really big and it's like just encompassing you know and I love that that shit love when they do that god it is this is such a beautiful song that didn't click for me initially I hated this song this and Desert Island Disc I was like I can't fucking do it I will Uh, say in the first listen i wasn't it wasn't a hate it was like a oh okay this is kind of mellow coming off the of track two which is also pretty low-key but it, it won me over this was i guess like when i heard it like obviously i still love the track i love the piano like just just a very easy melody and it's like hypnotizing but i just remember hearing i was like this sounds like teardrop in <laughs> <laughs> fucking I played it in the record store that I work at and uh, we were playing a moon shape pool and Dexter came on. And this guy's like, is this massive attack? And I said, no, <laughs> but it's funny you say that. Yeah. And okay. that guy, that was the guy from massive attack. Who, it was definitely Banksy. Yeah. It was the Hercules <laughs> beetle on the front of massive attack <laughs> album <laughs> on, t- on the front cover. Of mezzanine. <laughs> mezzanine. That's what it's called. Thank you. That's the Beatles name. <laughs> They named it after their friend, that big beetle. Uh, this is an incredible song now, though. Oh, absolutely. Like, this is like, oh, boy. All Have the guys... vocals are just amazing. 
Oh yeah, the just choir. the yeah. Oh god, the when the choir comes in, this is a big. This is a big album. Like this, yeah. there's a lot of um, emotional heft to a lot of the songs. Did you have you guys seen happen to uh, seen the recent trailer uh, for a movie that's going directly to Disney Plus uh, that Fuck, uses this song? Yeah. Yeah. No, what? <laughs> Artemis Fowl. It's Art- in the Wait, Artemis there- Fowl teaser trailer, and it looks so like not, the movie. I don't. We can. That's a, for another show. But like when it started playing <laughs> in the show? trailer, I got so hyped. What show would we talk about Artemis Fowl? Radish. We, oh, oh, we radish. can talk. Okay, about yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a show I did. I was like, I don't fucking talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> can't wait for that episode because that movie looks like trash. <laughs> oh God! I remember I, it's being like into fucking... the books when I was a kid, and I remember yeah. as a kid there being like rumors that they were doing a movie that was like a million years ago. Oh yeah, movie's supposed to come out for the past like twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Now it finally is, and it's going directly to streaming. So. You know, and apparently they changed. They changed like a good chunk of the plot and like a lot of the character stuff. Yeah. And like diehard f- foul heads are are angry about it. <laughs> uh, uh, it's but it's it, it was the same kind of reaction I had with. Do you guys remember the anonymous movie that came out? Not like about the group anonymous, but it was about William Shakespeare. Yeah, mm. they used everything in its right place in oh, that right. trailer. Huh? <laughs> I That's... yeah. That's like putting everything in his right place in a um in a in the trailer for like Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't I'm fit. just saying I could care I could not care less about these movies. I have a, a vague curiosity to see them someday, but when you put mm. a Radiohead song in a trailer, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing their job there. They know what they're doing with that. Yeah. What is just before we continue, what is the worst Radiohead song they could put in a in a trailer and you would be like, Oh shit. Pull pull revolving doors. <laughs> no, I my guess, least I favorite. Uh, uh, we don't tolerate racism here on this Jesus. show. <laughs> <laughs> don't cancel me, God. Um, uh, killer cars. <laughs> <laughs> what, I don't for Cars Five <laughs> or whatever they're at. If it's no. like a really like shitty trailer and it's a Radiohead like real deep cut that I don't recognize, and I'll be kind of blase about it but if i i'm the type of person if i hear radiohead anywhere out in public i'll lose my goddamn mind i heard knives out in a chipotle once i still remember it (laughs) (laughs) i tweeted about it that was the best burrito bowl of your life burrito with the beans you don't want to have a song about catching a mouse and putting it in a pot in a restaurant that's not Oh, <laughs> that's true that's I what chipotle tastes like <laughs> i need uh, a ratatouille super cut trailer set to knives out fuck <laughs> oh man fuck i was gonna like play video games but now i have to like open final cut pro and do that now because that's amazing <laughs> god damn it all right that's fine uh let's do desert island disc um apparently it's based off the title desert island discs mm. oh so it they the just BBC dropped Radio 4 show. Oh, I, I don't know about that because I I don't like I'm, British culture. You're American. Yeah. I'm also American. <laughs> it th- sounds like no, a familiar concept. Yeah. About what would you bring to a desert island? We did that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, we oh, did. Wow, where where'd they come up with that idea? <laughs> come on, you guys. Uh, so weirdly enough, before we continue, I'm reading off genius here. Uh, <clears throat> former British Prime Minister David Cameron named fake plastic trees as one of his desert island tracks. 
Which huh. is the funniest thing I can imagine, because he's not a good he, person. Is he the one who <laughs> fucked a pig? Yes. Yeah, he's the one that fucked the pig. Huh. Good for him. <laughs> it's a it's a good song. It's uh yeah, it's but that's like that's like if Margaret Thatcher was like, I love the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I love we are the world. <laughs> I love a wolf at the door. Girl power. <laughs> um, I don't. That's, that's the equivalent of celebrities loving Parasite. <laughs> Fucking Paul Ryan loving Rage Against the Machine. Oh my God, you are the machine. You are the stupidest version of the machine paul god i'm still pissed off about that and that happened yeah. years ago <laughs> i don't even like rage against the machine that much i'm just like it's the principle of it that just pisses me off do you not know who they're talking to god <laughs> he's the one that works forces um anyway <laughs> desert island disc is good what do you think nikki it would not be a desert island disc for me but i do like it um fun guitar riff oh yeah yeah it's it's a little bit juicy. It's not like a capital J juicy riff. It's got yeah, some... Yeah, Juicy J doesn't play guitar. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> so it's not... It could be juicier, but it's a very good riff. Um, it kind of doesn't go anywhere as a song. Like, it, it's a little one note for me, but it's not... It's, I don't mind that about this one, because the one note that it does is is fun. I like it. Oh, uh, I, I have to stop the podcast real quick. Here's some information uh, for Sean. Oh. Uh, Chieftain Muses, Muses started posting again. Who? Chieftain Muse, the basically one of the Radiohead guys who only posts when they're working on a record. He's posting now? On Twitter, apparently. Wait, so who? Whomst? Chieftain Muse, Muse is a character that was used throughout uh, Hail to the Thief and like Amnesiac era. Okay. And he's supposed to be like a weird guy. He's on uh, <laughs> one of the, he's on the biggest lying mouth of all time that you can you can get on um, you can watch on the library. Um, basically, that person is person whoever's running the Twitter account is linked to Radiohead, and he only posts during like album uh, eras. Oh, I just <laughs> looked him up. His it's Muse spelled M E W S, not M U S E, which really yeah. confused me. <laughs> Wait, I was Chieftain, like, oh yeah, Chieftain Muse. <laughs> Is this what you call Matt Bellamy is chief of Muse? What? Yes. Ooh, what <laughs> I, if we I'm, get into this? Wait, how do you spell it? I'm not finding it on Twitter. C-H-I-E-F-T-A-N-M-E-W-S. You spelled that really quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now I just requested to follow them. That's uh, cool. Yeah. So something's happening. Anyway, we'll Sean, see. what do you think of Desert Island Disc? <laughs> uh, I will say... There are a couple of tracks in this album. We'll get to them, including, but we're on this one now, uh, where they start with an acoustic guitar, just the acoustic guitar, and I go, hmm, not sure about this one. Uh, yep, that's, but they... <laughs> yep, that's literally my reaction to any track that's ever been recorded that starts with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, mm, uh, this is weird for me, but it eventually, uh, I like the little the soundscape background that is present on this song, along with, I think, every other song is just like, kind of something going on in the back to have some texture it's really nice um uh tom keeps saying that i do but i do not know if i know what he means um <laughs> is this the one that says is this a uh, different types of love are possible yeah what he's talking it? about being gay <laughs> <laughs> tom york said gay rights <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I mean, that's like it's like okay, yes, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good song, and I mean, it, like the hook at the end, like kind of gets me. Um, yeah, it's yeah. That's yeah, yeah. good. Did you know that the second verse is about Wally, where he says waking up from shutdown from a thousand years of sleep? Oh, wow. so you know what yeah. it means. Now I know what he means. Yeah, Tom, Tom about Wally. Uh, watched Wally, and he just fell in love with Wally. That's why he got divorced <laughs> in the first place, because he wanted to marry Wally. <laughs> That's why he says different types <laughs> different, of love. He different types robot of robot love. Okay, <laughs> Ro- robot love. He was like... <laughs> Oh, oh, Wally, he's... <laughs> he's watching Wally trying to practice holding his hands, and he goes, Touch the love off, Oscar. Could be us. <laughs> oh, oh, no! <laughs> I, he, and he fucking hates Eve. He fucking hates her. Yeah, um, so, uh, Colin and Johnny and, uh, Ed and Phil would not let him put this song on the last album because it was, uh, they didn't care about Wally as much as he did, and <laughs> it took them a couple years, but they came around on him. <laughs> After the seventieth straight day of Tom inviting everybody over and being like, eh, "Let's let's watch Wally," um, <laughs> it finally clicked for Johnny during the scene where uh, Wally gets struck by lightning, and he got so sad that he was struck by lightning that he just. He turned around and was like, Desert Island Disc, we need to put it out. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I know what you mean, Tom. Oh, boy. Our English accents are so fucking good. <laughs> it's like we're from there. Man, we could we could trick people. We could do a whole episode in there, and they'd be like... Whoa, they're from England. Listen to these English guys talking about Radiohead. That wow. makes sense to me. Oh, that they got fits. the art. They, they, they can say it. They can say Radiohead. <laughs> they can say it. Radiohead. We Radiohead. Have, we're Americans, so we have to say the R word when we're f- referring to the Radiohead. <laughs> we don't have Radiohead privileges. <laughs> Only British people can talk about them. <laughs> this is going to need to get cut out of the episode. <laughs> Um, I don't I've, know if I want to get cancelled over this. Um, no, I'm editing. Go, I'm leaving it in. just about the R word? Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm the one editing this one. We're getting cancelled. <laughs> oh, Wait, oh, God. Oh, my God. We need to bring that to a full stop, folks. Yeah, full stop. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> We're done. Um, so, full stop is one of those songs that has existed for a couple of years. Yeah, well, it took them. Now especially. And it's like, it took them a bunch of years to put out this album, and they still misspelled it. Come on, guys. <laughs> I think that's how they spell it in Britain. Oh, right. <laughs> in no, the like, language legitimately. Britain. Uh, uh, no, that's stop. not true. Um, is, I, think, I think I heard Full Stop Live when I went to go see Radiohead, the first and only time I did. Yeah. Um, I, no, I heard Identikit and Cut a Hole. Uh, which nobody's heard cut a hole yet. Uh, but I will get to identicate. Uh, Wait, anyway, cut, cut a hole. Have we cut a hole is another song that hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay. I saw Radiohead in 2012, just for like a figure of how long it's taken. Oh shit. <laughs> um, full stop. What, Nikki? What do you think? Pretty solid. Um, one of those tracks they do that's like pretty. Um, not ambient but uh what's the word i'm looking for like hypnotic you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's like a genre of radiohead song kraut rock yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that's the genre they invented it um 
I like it. I think it's a little repetitive for my taste. It's very um duck 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 duck. Yeah. duck 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 Get a little Ringo in there, spice it up a little bit. It's true that Phil is the Ringo of Radio. And it's not just because he plays drums, like he just is Ringo. He sounds like this. I mean it's just it's an added bonus that he also plays drums. Sean, what do you think? I love this song. Uh, it gets me back from like the Desert Island disc kind of sleepy time. And it brings up like it's got that uh, fucking I wrote down. It's got like a hail to the thief style attack Ooh. where it's one. Hmm. It's kind of like Tom being threatening again. And I love it. But it just kind of crescendos and like it's like jammy. And then like finally, it, like I love the way the song builds. Uh, and yeah. also I listening to the baseline again earlier today, I was like, this is like a little bit National Anthem Part 2. A little bit. Like, it's just like the yeah. way that... Yeah, the baseline is pretty fucking solid. That, like, <laughs> the baseline is, like, real good and, like, like as a baseline should do, maintains as a foundation of the song, but how everything builds off of it is just very good and satisfying. Um, I didn't realize that the outro had lyrics until researching it today. Hmm. Um, I it's just... kind of the same words. There's, like, seven words in the song. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean by it's kind of repetitive, but I also feel like... This is one of those songs that the the small amount of listens I do for the podcast don't really do it justice. There's like a bunch of songs from previous episodes that I didn't quite get that I've listened to a little bit more now, like on my own time, that I'm like, oh, okay. Good to see you feel that way about Popo Revolving Doors. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and someday we suck young blood. Okay, you know what? I will say this. I will be completely honest if the day comes that Pulp Pull Revolving Doors doesn't make me want to slam my own head into a revolving door. <laughs> or a barn door. Or a door on the rudder of a big ship. Literally or a any, revolving any door. door. Any door that he names, I would like to slam my head into it while listening to him describe that there are many types of doors. I hate that song. But there are trap doors you can't come back from. Good. That was, I mean, that was essentially the point of the daydreaming music yeah that's true it's basically yeah (laughs) it's a cinematic (laughs) vocal revolving doors tale yeah (laughs) so many types of doors are possible paul thomas anderson uh did a line and he was like (laughs) he called up his friend tom york and was like hey it's me paul thomas anderson and tom york was like hello uh, uh, calm down. <laughs> and Paul Thomas Anderson was like, "I just got finished hanging out with Quentin Tarantino. I need to talk to you about this fucking door idea." And Tom York doesn't know what the door idea is about, like what he means by door. Uh, <laughs> if you watch the behind the scenes for the music video, it's a lot of teaching Tom to use doors. But then they had to show him the end of Monsters Inc., and he understood, and that's oh, what started his love it's of like Pixar. Lonely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're um, telling me and Wally, they just <laughs> can't even do it to make the joke. <laughs> the doors oh. open automatically in Wally, so he couldn't understand. <laughs> he just assumed that's what all doors did. <laughs> uh, uh, so the first line in the song where he says you really messed up everything makes me feel like I personally did. I feel like we have everything. we gotta like send him a letter. Just like I'm sorry, man. That's all, that was all on me. I scratched like, your Wally disc. I'm that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It feels it feels like it's personally like he's mad at me. Yeah, like uh, I scratched up your Wally DVD and I couldn't find it in the stores, so I replaced it with Up, and you don't like that one. It makes you too sad. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll get you Wally on Blu-ray. I scratched your Wally Blu-ray. I scratched <laughs> your digital copy. And then I went out to the Best Buy and it was all COVID. So I couldn't find anything. <laughs> and you're like, how did you even scratch the digital copy of Wally? Tom, I don't know. You sing I'm, about that, Tom. You really messed up this time. I really <laughs> did. I, you know, we did. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Will you take me back? Take me back again to when Wally worked? <laughs> take All me the back good to times. Best Buy to buy me more Wally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I want to talk about glass eyes. Tom York seeing a door for the first time. He goes, oh, it's like the thing where Wally keeps the platinum, isn't it? His <laughs> <laughs> <was> little belly. <laughs> Uh, Alright, that's my last, that's it. You go on. I'm glad uh, that this is this is uh, this new canon into the Tom Yorkiverse that he's in love with <laughs> Wally. Like, that's so good. Oh, like, wait. I'm sorry. You know who else has glass eyes? A little bit. What? You know who else has glass eyes? Fucking Wally. Wally. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh, it's about Wally. <laughs> so does Eve. We're cracking this whole <laughs> album open. Oh my god, it's a Wally concept album. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. D- Wally daydreams of being in love and having a better life, of not being a trash robot on a trash planet. Burn the Witch is about the Burning witch. Burning the Witch? <laughs> the yeah. Witch and Wally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dex Dark. It's about Otto. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's about fucking Otto. Desert Island I guess disc. like all the like the, the the people on the spaceship, they were kind of hovering pretty low, and they got nervous, so they were like low flying panic attacks on themselves, you know? Oh my god, exactly! It all and they're talking sense. about the decks of the Axiom that are dark at night. Oh god, yeah! <laughs> wow. Oh man, uh, I think the first two lines of Glass Eyes are uh, <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Where he just goes, hey, it's me, I just got off the train. <laughs> it's so nice. It's like, he's, he's like leaving you a little voicemail. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's oh, good. That you, you always leave a note. I've always said that. It's, uh, what, who is he calling? Like, is somebody going to come pick him up? Has he been there since 2016? Oh my God. Oh my God. We got, oh fuck. We got to pick him up. Shit. I knew we were forgetting something. <laughs> the election happened and I just got busy. Shit. <laughs> Glass Eyes is very good. Glass Eyes is my favorite song. Fucking on absolutely beautiful. Like just, oh man, so beautiful. I want to puke. And it's very, um, really cinematic. Like this is that's another theme. It's it, it helps with Johnny's strains, but like cinematic in the sense that it's just enormous. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way that I the strings know. build is just beautiful. Yeah. God. Uh, I wrote this uh, caption on Instagram, uh, June 8th, 2019, after listening to Glass Eyes. Uh, TFW, Tom York calls you 100% unprompted to tell you he just got off the train. You don't even know how he got this number. He's a multimillionaire and you work in data entry on another country entirely. But he seems really super adamant on letting you know specifically. He won't say if you're supposed to meeting or something or if it's some kind of viral marketing for a new Radiohead album as he hangs up pretty immediately after letting you know. So you just kind of sit with it for a couple minutes, unsure what to do, eventually deciding not to let anybody else know this happened. It's not like you could have left work to come get him anyway. Managers are super strict about that. <laughs> what day? Oh, holy shit. Wow. It's like a microfiction. <laughs> Damn. So, uh, I'm finding what, that what? picture, right? I'm finding that pose. I mean, that sums it up. That's glass eyes. Yeah. Uh, this is the. Se- this reminds me of Faustarp. 
Every song reminds me of Faust Arp, the best song on In Rainbows. Mm. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the point where he says, uh, I feel this love to the core is when my tears just kind of hit, like, the absolute highest mark, uh, when I'm, like, full-on, like, openly bawling, I think. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this would be the one where if I had feelings and could cry, this would get me. Um, but I don't, so I can't. You know, I, you get the it. The first verse is very relatable, though. Like, I'm, I'm getting off the train. I'm fucking nervous because there's so many fucking people around, and I'm that's having COVID, a small baby. panic attack. Yeah, that that's COVID, but also like real life. Yeah, yeah, because COVID's fake. Yeah, that's that's getting off the train at Comic Con every year. <laughs> COVID's not real life. <laughs> getting on the train for Comic Con, that's real life. <laughs> Oh, uh, Sean, what do you think of Glass Eyes? I think it's it's beautiful. Love this. Like I said, I love the this way the strings crescendo. It sounds. Uh, I realize this was released what like made three years beforehand, as far as I know. But it sounds like a uh, uh, track of an anima. Um, oh reminds shit! Reminds me a lot of anima. anima. Um, like a kind of. <laughs> anima. Uh, uh, uh. We're getting so much closer to talk about anime. I mean anima. anima. <laughs> I'm just gonna let Nikki think that that is what uh, the Tom York <laughs> solo album Anima is. It's just a uh, band cover. Anima. <laughs> uh, my last notes for the song was just very sad and lonesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sad you kind of it's his sadness is palpable. Yeah, and this makes me want to give Tom York a hug. I didn't mean to and laugh. I never wanted to do that. I didn't mean to laugh at that. I'm not laughing at Tom York. You said palpable, and I can't hear that word without thinking of a specific Longmont Potion Castle track. <laughs> <laughs> where he it's from the 80s he calls a radio shack and he's like oh i forget how he how he says it but he's like like to experience the wonder of tandy computers or something like that <laughs> and he's and the the radio shack guy is like trying to be helpful but he's being super cryptic and he's like is it palpable the feeling <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's not even related <laughs> see i say palpable and i think of palpatine yeah oh <laughs> interesting Mason, I'm going through your Instagram and I'm still trying to find that post, but I'm realizing how many of your posts it would be absolutely goddamn fucking hilarious if you had that exact same caption on any of these. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Identikit. Oh shit! Nope. I have some I have some news about Identikit. Uh -oh. uh, we almost averted disaster with Identikit. Oh, did it almost get COVID? Yes. Uh -huh. Um the musical version of COVID. Um in <laughs> twenty twelve in twenty twelve it was record it was reported that um Radiohead were in the studio in Nashville with and I'll give you three guesses as to who they tried to record Identikit with. Um <laughs> They're in Nashville? In Nashville. So In America. Fucking Nashville, England. <laughs> oh, oh, Nashville, America. So I don't know, like Kenny Rogers? <laughs> no. Dolly Parton. Jack White. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is the musical version of COVID. We really dodged a fucking bullet there. <laughs> God. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, in 2016, uh, they there was an article on NME uh, that said, Radiohead say session recorded at Jack White's third band records, quote unquote, not worth waiting for. <laughs> Jesus! Wow, that's brutal. <laughs> um, this is one of those songs where he says the name of the album. Oh, I didn't I know it. that until today. <laughs> oh, where? 
at the very beginning where he says, a moon-shaped pool, dancing clothes won't let me in. Wow, I missed that completely. Yeah, it's in the background, basically. Fuck. It's like in Reckoner when he says, in rainbows, and nobody really noticed until like 10 years later. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I told you about this. <laughs> I have a very short memory. <laughs> and I'm also amazed by the littlest things. <laughs> um, that's cool, though. What do you think of the Identikit? Um, this immediately fucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. right out the gate, it is like, oh, we're fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, really fun bass. Phil's, Phil's at it. He is. Phil's fi- filling it up with his Phil- drums. Phil, oh. Phil the room. He's good. And, <laughs> the, oh man, like, just such a fucking groove on this one. Oh, Yeah. I don't know. I like I like when they get a little groovy, you know. I have the funniest little uh, tidbit for you uh, okay. from Tom York. Oh. Uh, when asked about what this song is about, Tom York said, "And I quote: I have no idea what it means or what it's about or anything like that, <laughs> <laughs> or anything like it, <laughs> anything resembling knowledge about what this song could be." Hell if I know, bro. <laughs> I like the honesty. Oh my god. Hold on. Stop the podcast. Everyone stop. It's snowing. Oh, fuck. Is it? What? Wait, hold on. It's April. It's April 14th. It's snowing. Oh, shit. It's Aphex Twin Day. (gasps) Oh my god. He's doing it. He's making it snow in Chicago. (laughs) Oh my god. That's one of the signs of the end times, as told by Richard DJs. Oh my god. Is it snowing in uh, L.A.? Can you check? No. No. What? <laughs> Look out your window. No, it's like 80 degrees. I'm sweating. So it's not snowing? No. Sean, where where, where are you at? I'm in uh, Georgia. Uh, can so also is, it, confer- is it snowing Metro there? Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, it is not snowing. Did you check? I am looking directly outside. Did it you is, uh, check? bright and green. Did you check good, though? <laughs> Let me try. Hold on. I'm okay. going to focus a little more. Oh, wow. Still, <laughs> you really were focusing there. It's still not snowing. <sighs> okay. Uh, well, Sean, I guess it's just me. What do you think about Identikit? Uh, I oh, I right, love Identikit. this. I think if I had to pick a favorite track off this album, I think it'd be Identikit. I think this has uh, like this track has the best guitar solo Radiohead's ever done that Johnny's ever done. I love it so much. Wow. Uh, it's fucking, um, I, oh, I noticed it's got, okay, uh, looking at my notes, it's got like a very like bright pad synth kind of underlying oh, it, yeah. which I don't remember ever hearing Radiohead really play with, which is really cool. I noticed that too, and I was just like, thank you, Radiohead. Thank you. <laughs> so nice. And I, I got real poetic ex-music writer about it, and I wrote, the way Johnny's guitar fights its way out at the end to dance and explode and sparkle and, uh, what was that? Fizz out. Fizzle out. Okay, Mr. Pitchfork over yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, I got a little... Uh, no, but you're um, right, though. Yeah, I, I love this song. Also, Mace, uh, going back to the little tidbit, or the, the worst COVID tidbit, um, <laughs> you said that they recorded Identikit, or they recorded a tr- version of it in 2012 in Nashville? Yeah. Okay, how about this? Fucking days later, uh, little old me was at Bonnaroo, uh, and they recorded, all right, they did, uh, they headlined Bonnaroo. 
Um, and fucking Tom was like on stage, like saying, like, we just hung out with Jack White, and we all thought Jack White was gonna come out and there was a song, and we all got excited because I everyone started was rushing the exits. I was, yeah, it was 2012. <laughs> everyone just started running in a panic. <laughs> <laughs> Jack White back there, oh no, people are getting trampled. <laughs> Jack but I've got... looks like fucking Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> God, he really he does look like a reject Tim Burton character. <laughs> Just uncomfortable to look at. You think um, he would be called something like Tiddlywinks or something? <laughs> <laughs> Jack White's a good enough name for him if he was a Tim Burton character, honestly. Yeah, because it's um, like stupid. But I actually years later uh, at the record store that I now work at, but I also used to shop there they i found a copy a bootleg copy of that same bonnaroo set um they picked nine mm. songs from it the the bootleg is titled identikit oh uh and, and on nowhere on this copy do they uh have identikit uh it's not recorded at all but hmm. it's a pretty seems, cool uh seems like a little bit of trickery going on there yeah it's a little strange uh, I, you should sue i'm gonna yeah. go back and see it because they sue jack played a lot of songs i did not know then they might have played identikit but, I yeah, think they probably the, did. They probably did. I love the song. Maybe Jack White was there just, like, in the back. <laughs> Lurking. <laughs> Quietly Waiting playing, for his moment. Playing unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. Dedicate is great, uh, but I think we got to crunch the numbers on this. Mm. Yeah, let me just uh, let me get my calculator. Oh, they did play <laughs> Dedicate. Yep, there it goes. Yeah. Um, carry the four. Uh, percent sign. Yep. Yeah, the numbers is good. Yeah, the numbers is a pretty good song. This is one of the songs that they did with Paul Thomas Anderson, um, recorded on video. Oh yeah, yeah, there was a saw that. Yeah, because yeah. he told me to. In the in one of the two hottest videos I've ever seen in my entire life, Johnny and Tom just looking at each other like, "Oh my god!" Looking at each other during. <laughs> just two um, dudes playing guitar at a park. <laughs> <laughs> standing six feet this? away because they're not gay <laughs> one's obviously got a fucking ponytail and wearing a tank top because of course yeah oh is that the one where they have the uh the drum machine the cr78 yeah. yeah yeah i love that drum machine that they replaced phil with yeah that they <laughs> the witch that they were trying to burn turned phil into a cr78 <laughs> <laughs> hello it's me so about the numbers uh this was written in 2015 um at, at a solo show i think it was an adams for peace show actually oh, <laughs> oh. yeah um and according to genius tom once said that if he tried to write a protest song about climate change quote unquote it would be shit yeah well okay <laughs> thank fucking god for his self-awareness <laughs> because wait a second <laughs> He already did that. Remember the silence this, song that I told you about? That was yeah, but that's not really... Out? That's just... He just did John Cage again. He didn't really write anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is basically... This is very climate change, huh? Yeah. Huh. I mean, it I is snowing in April. Until... So, I mean... And yeah. It's, it's really sunny out, too, which is a little disturbing. That's real strange. I don't like that I think that, that means you're gonna die. That, I'm fine with that. volcanic ash, Nikki. <gasps> Oh my god. <laughs> the, the large volcano that resides in Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> it's erupted. Mount Sears Tower. Famous, uh, famously located in the Great Lakes. Just risen up from Lake Michigan. 
Sean, what do you think about the numbers? Uh, it's another one of those that starts out sleepy and acoustic, and I'm like, mm, I'm not sure about this one, but yep. it eventually, uh, you know, it gets good. Um, yeah. And it doesn't typically grab me until uh, Tom starts like one day at a time. Uh, and then the strings come in, and they yes. really come in. Yes. Uh, oh, it, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's so good. When uh, he starts talking about the flower, um, it's about the that's flower me. from Wally. No, <laughs> it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, the numbers. It's like it's again a beautifully layered. It's like a cake, beautifully layered, soft and spongy, not too sweet. Buttercream frosting. And it's no very fondant. good. No, fuck that. Oh, fun is so bad. I okay. So th- there was there was one cake that I that I my friends got me a cake for to celebrate the release of my um, self titled album, and that is the one cake that um, I liked that had fondant on it because of what it represented. But I hate eating fondant so goddamn much. <laughs> it doesn't taste good, and so the cake. Um, it was great. It was a, it was the coolest thing I've ever gotten, actually. Where it was, um, the cake looked like a VHS tape because of my song, I'm gonna eat a VHS tape. Right? So, <laughs> fucking genius gift. I, I still, I still think that about rules. it. That rules. And, um, yeah, so it looked like kind of exactly like a VHS tape, but the fondant that they used, it was black because it had to be a VHS tape. And it, my teeth looked like fucking black licorice for days. It was awful. Because I just kept eating that cake. What was I talking about? What? Did, why did I start talking about that? <laughs> the numbers by Radiohead. Oh, I was describing it like a cake, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not very with it right now because I've not had enough coffee. Um, and it's snowing the, in and Chicago. It's snowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it always snows in Chicago. I think this. It always happens in April, and every time, everyone in Chicago is like shocked by it, including me. Anyway, the numbers is good. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on, but it's not. Like, it's it's sonically very dense, but it's not overbearing, which is, like, fantastic mixing there. And, uh, yeah, Johnny with his fucking strings again. Coming through. What if, do you think we would like him less if his name was Jenga? Are you kidding? I'd love him. Right now, okay. I'm merely tolerating him. If his name was <laughs> Jenga Greenwood? Yeah, Jenga Greenwood? Greenwood. Are you kidding like if me? Col- if, Colin's, if Colin had named him Jenga instead of Johnny. Colin's not a very good dad to have named him Johnny. <laughs> Jenga's even... right there. Yeah, it's missing the H too. Yeah, it's, he he can't even he couldn't even spell his own son's name. <laughs> like, come on, come on, Colin. Also, uh, judging by this video, Johnny Greenwood's still hot. Yep. <laughs> I think the only thing that makes it even hotter is that picture of him with the beard from last year. Oh, yeah. I don't know why it's so hot to me, because I'm not usually into men. It just doesn't... I don't know. He did it. He he did it. He got me. (laughs) It wasn't until watching this video, I was like, all right, Johnny Greenwood's probably... It it, it took until watching this video to realize that Johnny Greenwood probably uh, cuts his own hair. Um, (laughs) Or doesn't. (laughs) Or, but, like, to a point, like, you have to, like, mid-40s man, and you're walking in like, yep, just... I don't want to see anything. Uh, <laughs> like, do does do people take him seriously there, or like, does he just like put a large, large colander on his head? And he's just, in like, he's in Radiohead. He doesn't have to. Right. They have their own personal salonist, and 
Tom got very mad at them during this process, <laughs> which is why he just let his hair grow out. <laughs> I think when you're when you get to to to, to that age that they're at. If you go to get your 60, haircut, 70, 90, 100, I don't know. 90, 100, that's a number. Um, that's good. Good job, Nikki. I think when you, when you become get... as physically large as they do, you know, when you're that massive, you when you're just enormous and you can't even fit into the, the salon, you kind of just take what you can get. You know, like normal middle aged people, they go into a salon and they say, just fuck me up. <laughs> just give me what he's having please and and then they they walk out looking like uh human garbage and that's fine for a lot of people but for radiohead who they're just so massive they're just enormously massive except for tom as we all know he's pocket size he fits in our pockets he's in my pocket <laughs> right now very small but that also i mean that you can't cut that you can't cut that hair without also, like a lot of experience uh there's this picture of Tom York on the page for the genius page for the numbers and he's wearing a suit and he looks really concerned. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like he's concerned about the suit. <laughs> he's just like, he looks, he's looking at you like, huh. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Don't know about this fit. I'm uh, still imagining radio Radiohead having a, a band stylist and, uh, one that is very, very controlling, especially to Phil Selway, who can uh, grow a whole head of hair, but, <laughs> but <laughs> has not been able to because in his contract, them. he's not allowed. <laughs> you have to have a bald drummer and spin that way. One of you's got to be bald, okay? <laughs> One of you's got to be bald. God knows we're not giving it to Tom York. <laughs> oh my God, bald Tom York? Hold on. <laughs> Are you Googling that? Yeah. Please. Someone had to I, have edited I that. Googled it. Oh my god, I googled bald Tom York and it gave me pictures of Michael Stipe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yep. Hold on. I'm tweeting that. Hold on. Let me grab a picture of Michael Stipe real quick. Just <laughs> <laughs> bald Tom. <laughs> I <laughs> Do you think someone's like... <laughs> I got a picture of Moby too when I Googled Bob Tom York. <laughs> They're trying to think about like what's who's REM fronted by? They're kinda he's like that um he's like a bald Tom York, what's his name? And so they Google him. And that's just a so, like Google's like you meant Michael Stipe? Oh yeah. Got it. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. Oh holy shit. <laughs> huh. This is interesting. So I'm trying to find a picture of Michael Stipe on Google. And I typed in Michael, and it turns out, in my search history, don't remember searching this, I have Michael Jordan Hitler mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Google's Google's really coming through for us today. I'm surprised a Chicago-based IP let you search that. I'm on some sort of watch list, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Stipe. There we go. Okay. What the fuck were we talking about? You can't even Google <laughs> not the Cubs. Uh, you will get put on the Chicago watch list. If I if I Google what? Not the Cubs. Oh, yeah. No, I can't do that. <laughs> you can't Google any other team. <laughs> not even the White Sox, weirdly <laughs> enough. You can't White Google. <laughs> you Google Chicago White Sox. It means, do you mean the Chicago Cubs? Right. <laughs> Wait, you don't really. 
You don't really <laughs> want to. <it>. You sure? <laughs> I mean, yeah, their guys, tickets you know? are way cheaper, but like. <laughs> That's like looking up the Clippers, and they're like, do you mean Lakers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you meant to Google the Padres, right? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> I only know about baseball. I was going to say, the White Sox, if you Google them, it only sends you to the 1919 scandal, and it's, it makes it seem like it's still very relevant. That was a Black oh, Sox. Whenever you, whenever you search for... Um, uh, the Atlanta Braves, it just gives you a 404. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's funny. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't find that. <laughs> that's that's our that's our area code, Nikki. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just thought that they were at Extra layer. Oh, no. I thought that's what Mace is doing. Yeah, 404 is one of the Atlanta area codes. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> that's good. God, we're anyway. so good at this. We're so good at uh, podcasting about radio (laughs) (laughs) that we're at an hour, 20 minutes until three tracks away from the end. (laughs) How do we like just, you know, our minds, right? We've done actually so much talking about Radiohead this episode, though. It's kind of disgusting. disgusting. (laughs) I haven't even gone through all my notes. I just remembered I wanted to talk about how I thought Daydreaming was the longest Radiohead song yet. Uh, It's not. It's three seconds short of Paranoid Android. Really? Yeah. Wow, I don't remember Paranoid Android being that long. Wait, yeah, wait, th- hold on. Well, which version of Paranoid Android? Because there's the version with the four beeps at the beginning. I'm Oh, I'm talking studio album. There, that's both of them. Yeah, there's two different presses of... Oh, there's shit. two different presses of OK Computer, and one of them has four <laughs> beeps in front, and we're supposed to be at the end of hey, Airbag. Hey, 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 it's okay. Hey, shh, shh, shh. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, uh, it's okay. Oh, hold on. Uh, I'm not sure. I just went through iTunes. Um... It might be the one with the four views at the beginning. <laughs> On iTunes? The one in my library. Oh, <laughs> look at me with my MP3 collection. <laughs> uh, let's talk about present tense. I guess, yeah, might as well. Uh, Wait, hold on, sorry. The- Pause for real. I gotta plug in my phone. Hold on. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Don't start with me. <laughs> so present tense! <laughs> Oh wait. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm ready. Um. So uh, I lied about glass eyes and present tense is my favorite song on the record. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so you um, did do a lie there, though. Yeah, we which... do a little bit of lying on this podcast. I don't know about that one. Uh, there's a couple things on uh about present tense. Uh, according to Genius, it has its roots as far back as 2009. So like in Rainbow's post in Rainbow's era. Um. Okay. And it says. Oh. It says here that the chord progression in the intro is very reminiscent of a Johnny Greenwood piece he composed for the soundtrack to Norwegian Wood, which actually makes sense. <laughs> I'll have to take your word for it. Have y'all not seen Norwegian Wood? No. No. Wow. I was expecting at least Sean to have seen Norwegian Wood. Yeah, I forgot about I it. I guess I'll start my own Norwegian Wood podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Norwegian Would You Rather. <laughs> With Dan Rather. Picking up something wood. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey, what do you think? Um, About Dan Rather? Yeah, about (laughs) Dan Rather and also Present Chance by Radiohead from the album of the Moonshape Pool. Um, Okay, so I'll start with Dan Rather. I don't know that I have that much of an opinion about him. I I don't know. He's fine, I guess. He's not my favorite journalist. He's not doing the best of being alive. No, he's kind of really failing. Dan Rather's dead? 
I'm pretty sure Dan Rather's dead. Um, let me Google. Nope, he's just old. What? <laughs> same, same thing at this point. <laughs> I've been saying like the ghost of Dan Rather as a joke for near going on ten years now. What? <laughs> I think it's funnier because he's not dead. <laughs> um, I don't think he's like active. I don't think he's on a on a he's show not, or anything. He may do like a Barbara Walters type, like, "Hey, I'm still alive and I have a good voice still." They I truck him out every so Jones. often. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of, I don't really have an opinion on Dan Rather. Um, as for present tense, I like it better than Dan Rather. Um, I know I keep saying this. The song is beautiful. Yeah. Pretty. I guess I'll, I'll switch up the adjectives. This is a very, very, very pretty song. Does it fuck? Um, it, no, it's too pretty <laughs> for fucking. You just, it's, and it's so emotional, you know? <laughs> This is this is this is love making, not it fucking. makes love. Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't fuck. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it can't even say the word. Um, it kind of feels a little like otherworldly. Like there's a bunch of moments in this album that that kind of feel kind of uh, not spooky, but sort of ethereal. You know. Yeah. I hate to go back to this um, from the last episode, but it does. Uh, according to Genius, it has. Um, uh, it's influenced by Brazilian samba and bossa nova music, which, like, I hope Tom York doesn't call it world music. Yeah, he probably does, though. So let's be honest, he's British. <laughs> Fucking coward head. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> um, I don't have too much to say about present tense, because it's not my favorite, but I I love it, and it did, it did get me... It got a little lump in my throat here, I'll be honest. Sean? Uh yeah, it, I I wrote another acoustic sleeper, but it grooves, and the video is just another uh, two two dudes uh, jamming outside this time I at night. That, yeah, like the pre- the CR seventy eight version of Present Tense is probably my favorite. It's I mm. realized that like I can't really tell in the studio version, but at least in like the the video version, the acoustic CR seventy eight, but Johnny's like doing a lot of textural work with his guitar that I think mm. is really cool. Um, I think Tom's doing the majority of like the the actual guitar work and yeah johnny's just there he's just kind of like laying down some soundscapes but yeah and they just kind of pipe it's a and it's a they give it a pretty like bluesy performance not like in the sound style but like tom's really like feeling it um that's See that yeah. little dance he does at the beginning what that little dance he does at the beginning of the cr78 video where he's just <laughs> he kind of does like a little lotus flower wiggle oh yeah i love his wiggles I hate when he wiggles. Don't don't do this. To me. No, I, I love when he wiggles. Yeah, I love the wiggles. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's that's present tense. It's my favorite song. But I feel mm. like if I went on about if I went on about it for like an hour, uh, this podcast would be two and a half hours long. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done that before. So <laughs> <laughs> we did that with in rainbows. That deserved to be two and a half hours long. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This fucking next track. Um. Try to say it all in one go without looking up the track name. And do it really right. fast. Go. Tinker, Taylor, Salter, Sailor, Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar, Man, Thief. Nice. <laughs> you did it. I could not have done that. Peter Piper picked a pack of pickled peppers. <laughs> Why is it called this? I just think of it as like, oh yeah, the Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy song. That's um, just what I call it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Apparently... Tinker Tailor, Soldier Sailor, Poor Man, Rich Man, Beggar Man, Thief is like a duck duck goose thing, I think. Of oh, course, for the fucking British. Yeah, yeah. You do, it do it does have like a Tinker Tailor, Soldier Sailor. Da, 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 da. 
You know, yeah. it's got like a sort of sing songy kind of thing. Exactly. God, we get it. And You're British. When, when John Le Carre <laughs> wrote uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, uh, he was playing off of that. As a, oh. This one's the Tinker. This one's the Tailor. This one's the Soldier. This one's the Spy. Oh, you got him at the end. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it has, know, have you read it? Sleepy. No, the, the movie's pretty good. It's a nice nap movie. Oh, then no one needs to read it. Then it wasn't pretty good. It. Great. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a nice it's, it's, Wait, Sean, what? It's just comfortable and warm and quiet, and it's very cool, but it's also like, I've seen this before. I'll take a little nap. And then you wake up, and Colin Firth is mad. Um, <laughs> oh, no, because you slept through his movie. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like this This sounds like a if Radiohead did a James Bond theme song. I wonder if they've ever done a James Bond theme song. Don't bring it Radiohead. up. It's going to make me mad. <laughs> hmm. I wonder what that would be like. I wonder if we're going to cover that later. Hmm. I want to cover it right now, but I know Actually, we can't now wait. I want to I want to stop the podcast real quick to go back a couple years and talk about my favorite <sighs> oh my Radiohead thing that has ever happened in my entire life. Okay. Where are we uh, going? We're going to 2009. Oh. Uh, uh. Yeah. Doses and mimosas. Uh, uh waking up in the morning feeling like P Diddy. Oh no! Ratatouille just came out. Like that. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, I'm sitting there so, playing City Folk. Um, I'm 16. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, Radiohead put out a song that year called uh, "Harry Patch" in memory of. <gasps> Sorry, <laughs> that was from 2009. Uh, yeah, that's 2009. Holy shit! Like, uh, got me Harry Patch. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got to go to the, the doctor. It was about to... the last surviving veteran of World War II. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a disease name. No, talking about how, um, about how, uh, basically Harry Patch is like, hey, like, we should stop having wars because the next one's going to be a nuclear war. And everybody was like, "Mm, you're full of shit. Shut up, Uh, Harry. Your name (laughs) sounds like a gross disease. That's basically it. Uh, so they put that song out to benefit his family, you know, for like, I guess, funeral costs. Yeah. And the guy from the worst band of all time, the Fiery Furnaces, uh, got so mad. Uh, and <laughs> he was like, Why? I can't believe they would write a song about Harry Parch, the experimental composer. I bet Radiohead doesn't know anything about Harry Parch. What? Not realizing that there was, like, no R in Harry Patch. What? Oh, God. Oh, uh, my God. That's, like, so there infuriating. Whole, there was a whole beef about it. What? Uh, this is the dumbest beef. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Wait, I haven't gotten to the best part. Oh my god! <laughs> like there was like hair, like the guy from the fiery furnaces who was an asshole and his music is bad was yeah. so angry. Uh, and Radiohead were like, "We don't know what the hell you're talking about." <laughs> and then out of nowhere, uh, almost like like the ending of a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure episode, oh, no. Beck comes out of no. nowhere. No. Yeah, Beck comes out of nowhere and puts a song out called Harry Parch. Shut it's the a fuck fifteen up. minute song that Im- that implements every single one of Harry Parch's like audio experiments and like <laughs> and uh like special like instruments. He comes out with that Like in at, response to this? In re- I, I guess it like it came out it's very coincidental that it came out at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that's Beck being Beck. <laughs> he put it out and he's just like, here, enjoy. Oh, and it I ended squashed your beef for you. <laughs> was Harry Parch still alive at this time? No, he was dead. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad he missed all this <laughs> stupid beef. The hell? It's not even beef. It's the funniest thing. <laughs> that's a beautiful lo- song, too, also. <laughs> Which one? 
in memory of uh, Harry Patch and memory of. I thought yeah. that was like from Moonshade Pool era. That I didn't know that rules. We'll talk about it on the uh, B sides episode, but Please I just do. wanted to mention Harry Patch in memory of my favorite story of my favorite Radiohead story. God, I can't Except even. Except the time that uh, Tom York almost drowned at the MTV Beach House. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you heard that good. story? Um, I think I remember you telling me. I don't know if it was on an episode, though. Yeah, he jumped into the pool and almost drowned, and somebody had to save him. Right. Like, dirt, while he was performing Anyone Can Play Guitar, the worst song of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone can play guitar, but Tom cannot swim. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty uh, good. Sean, did I ask you what you think of Tinker Taylor? Oh, yeah, I think I did. I wrote it, uh, oh, yeah. The penultimate track on Moonshade Pool, the uh, T-T-S-S-R-M-P-M-B-M-T. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks to say, too. If I could, uh, one last note about T-T-S-S-R-M-P-M-B-M-T. Uh, this <laughs> closing strings on T-T-S-M-B-M-S-S-R-M-B-M-P-M-P-A-M-P-M, Arco A-M-P-M. Yes. I love the strings at the end of Those strings that lead into... Oh, oh, oh no! Boy. Here we go. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it yet. I don't. Have I said what I think about the song? What? I don't think I said what I think about Tinker Taylor. Told her. Yeah, you tapered, did. Tapered, you said did you I? That it was beautiful, right? No, it was present tense. Oh, let's talk about. Let's talk about T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T T no, um, yeah, I like I like all the fuzz, no, Ooh, a lot of yeah. a lot of noisiness. I like that. Oh, the pad. Yeah, oh, that good good pad, really good vocal melody. Um, I think it's a, like the first two minutes they're kind of a little slow. It kind of it's slow to get going, but once it gets going, it's super super worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the first two minutes are like bad or anything. It just sort of all these songs pay off. Yeah. No. Exactly. Yep. It's a great way of putting it. And I mean the the payoff here is a uh... Tom Love waits. Oh uh, yeah, it can really sneaks you? up on you. Yeah, Ooh, get it, can I, Tom can I, Waits. Can I tell you? you get my, where do this, you guys get my joke? Because because yes. Tom Waits. <laughs> yes. We okay, can you laugh at my joke now? Yes. Okay, both of you <laughs> laugh at my joke now, please. Ha 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 I'm so funny. Okay, thank you. Hey, um, remember when I told you that one song in particular? Uh, is going to span the entire history of Radiohead. Oh shit! Are we true? True Love Waits is that song. True Love <gasps> Waits was first played in 1995. What? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It was. It was played alongside an early version of Motion Picture Soundtrack. <laughs> that is how early this is. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? Why yeah. did what do they? What's the story there? It was first played in 1995. Uh, okay. As, you said that. I think even before they put out the bends, right? I think. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, I think so. So, which technically qualifies as a, as a late Pablo Honey era track. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, I'm so uh, glad they didn't they didn't record it for Pablo Honey because <laughs> a it wouldn't have fit. <laughs> wow. It, didn't, it came out on I might be wrong a live recordings in 2001. Okay. So that was there. It was the only one that didn't make it. But so people people knew about it. People yeah. knew about it because they keep they kept playing it. Okay. Um, did they did they ever like say why it took so long to like get an actual official release of it? Actually, yes. <gasps> oh, I hope you will tell me. 
So before <laughs> I do, before I tell you, ah oh, Jesus, um, they tried it for the Benz. They tried it for OK Computer. Wow. They tried it for Kid A. Okay. They tried it for Amnesiac. I assume they tried it for Hail to the Thief and In Rainbows and King of Limbs. So they just kept recording it and going, nah. Yeah. Now, if you listen to the 18 hours of uh, mini discs on OK Computer, there's a couple attempts and they're just like, eh. Are they not uh, good or like what? They're good. No, it's, it's just yeah. not good enough. <laughs> like the, the version that's on that might be wrong is real good. It sounds complete, nearly completely different from the final version, but mm-hmm. it and was good. I have one final uh, that I was talking to Sean about this earlier today. One final LMFAO sized tidbit for you. Oh, Jesus. No, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a Wait, loop. Tom, Tom, Tom York and Ed O'Brien are uncle and nephew. yes but that wasn't what i was getting at oh okay (laughs) um there is a loop in an early version of true love waits from the okay computer area this era this appears on the okay uh, okay not okay uh tape all right there is a loop from that era which forms the basis of your favorite radiohead song polk pole revolving doors (laughs) i'm not fucking kidding what (laughs) I mean, I hate that song, but that's still pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Wait, it's it's the piano loop, the bing bing boom, bing. Wow, that, did you play that from your phone? Like, just... yeah, that was for, that was directly from my phone. Wow, <laughs> that's kind of neat, though. Man, so this took like two. Uh, let me carry. This is the DNA. Hold on, let me let me just do calculations here. Uh, 21 years wow yeah wait did i do my math right let me check my math real quick (laughs) oh no now that there's even more chance that they're they're gonna start thinking about cake again oh no Uh, nikki don't think about cake did I, have I ever told you guys about how I hate fondant? <laughs> oh shit! I lost my place. Hold on, I gotta check my math again. Uh, Mace, while uh, while Nikki's thinking, shut up, shut up. Do we think uh, that they're uh, you know making us wait like the the track like? Like True Love does. Maybe yeah. this is one of their favorite tracks uh, since you guys started the show, and uh, this is like True Love, like, really waiting for the moment. Yeah, this is. Did you know that the title's an ironic reference to Christian advocacy groups that lo- lobbies against premarital sex? Yeah, I, I, I grew up uh, both Catholic and Episcopalian. That uh, I, I registered. Oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, apparently, did no, you know also that this is Radiohead's hundredth song? I saw that. I that is, that's fucking wild. Yeah. And also, according to the Genius API, it determined that True Love Waits is the most depressing Radiohead song. I didn't need an API to tell me that. No, neither did I. I remember... Yeah, 21 years. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You made it. Yeah, I just wanted to, you know, I I don't... I I pride myself on my accuracy on this show. Okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So, True Uh, Love Waits. This is the loop in question, actually. Okay.
This is on um the Okay Not Okay disc, and it's also on fucking uh Polk Pol. Polk Pol. Wow. Yeah. This is true love. Yeah, it's Waiting. true love and it waits. Wow. Um anyway, what do you think about true love waits? Me? Yeah. <sighs> what if I said I didn't like it? Like what would <laughs> 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 Like, what would, would I get, like, hate mail for this? I'm just, hypothetically, what if I said I didn't like it? I, I don't know. I don't, we've gotten to this point, I don't know what would happen. Would the show continue? Not with, not with me, I don't think. <laughs> um, luckily, that won't happen, because I fucking love this song. Whew. Yeah, see, I wanted to get the, yeah, little... <laughs> little spicy, uh, you know, waiting. True love, wait. like, like the song. It is the saddest song I have ever heard in my life. Ooh, I was making so like when I was listening to it again before we started recording. Um, I was making, I was like sending emails, uh, for the first half of the album, and then I was just like dicking around in Animal Crossing, and then I started around <laughs> Tinker Taylor. Shut up. <laughs> and around Tinker Taylor, I started um, making uh, breakfast, and then I got to True Love Waits, and I just had to, like, sit down. <laughs> I, I couldn't, like, I was just like, all right, I'll 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 make this later. <laughs> I was in the middle of making, uh, like, tuna salad or whatever, and I was just like, I can't right now. <laughs> like, legitimately, this is such a good song. <laughs> Trying to imagine playing a, a, a game I've never played, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, but and just having True Love Waits, a song you've never heard before. Just come on! Just oh like... man, no, no. I so I listened, I listened to it for the first time a couple days ago. This was my second, oh, okay, second or third listen. I forget which one, how many I did, but no, yeah. Um, I was listening the first time I heard it. I was just laying in bed. It was like really late at night, and I couldn't sleep. And I was like, all right, well, might as well listen to this now. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. All I have in my notes is just two words. Holy shit. <laughs> That's all I knew how to write about this. Yeah, yeah, it's uh oh boy. And this is the thing is like this it deeply affected me like legitimately. Um but this is just you know, this is me some Johnny Greenwood come lately. I didn't even like I didn't have to wait 21 years. Well, right, 21, let me just Yeah, I didn't oh, no. have to wait, wait, wait 21 wait. years. I, don't worry, I kept I, I kept all my notes. I didn't have to wait 21 years for this, and like the anticipation of it. Like I can't even imagine how what like like what that means to like you guys. Like literally, we saw it when the track list leaked and thought it was a joke. Thought it was like a fake thing. Yeah, I because it's like such a massive like like the mythical almost song. Yeah. 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 I, Sean. Oh, I, I just. Uh, admittedly, I wasn't into. I hadn't really. Uh, no, I guess I had, but I wasn't as familiar with True Love Waits among other uh, Radiohead B sides. Um, but I just remember seeing so many like headlines, like True Love Waits is on this album. Finally, we have True Love Waits, and uh, even without that, even if it was like we got this fresh off the block, this is twenty sixteen fresh True Love Waits. Here it goes. It, it, the song would still break my heart every time. Uh, every time, like, not every time, but most times if I'm going through this album or just, like, shuffling through Radiohead and I hear the 
just like the first little piano line, I have to change it real quickly because I know <laughs> the fucking weird time signature of this song. Tom's going to immediately start singing and I go, I cannot do this. He'll start. I'll once drown he my starts belief. singing, you're locked in. He, he says it too soon. And I, I have to change it immediately because holy shit, this, uh, if I can get a little personal with y'all, Mace, you'll remember uh, when this album came out in May 2016, uh, the most significant relationship in my life uh, was ending. Uh, mm. So this one, uh, this whole album was just a, a welcome guest in my oh, uh, yeah. breakup. Um, and uh, mine had been over for months and I was still reeling. So it, it uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Luckily, I'm in a, a much happier relationship now. Um, yep. And I still love, love, love this song. It does make me cry when I have to sit and think about it. It's it's a rough even one. just thinking about it. Yeah, it's I can yeah. imagine just like, the, and that's, the, oh. the lyrics and especially when you get down to Tom and Rachel's relationship and how it coincides with uh, the release of this song and how it ended is just. Hard oh man i didn't even is. think about that because that's uh that must be i mean that might be like part of the reason it came out when it did maybe probably do you okay. think i would think so especially i mean this version like you hear the, the one the version on i might be wrong is like a little more like poppy um i can't even imagine that. it's a little more i know it's a little more approachable um, okay still sad but it, it doesn't it's not this one where it's just the piano uh yeah. and Tom is absolutely yeah. It's I where uh where nude would stayed mostly unchanged for like ten years. This mm. did not. So is like every version kind of slightly different. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that shit. God, uh, I just uh, my two words in my notes uh, after the first four. Oh fuck, here goes. Um, <laughs> which is what I say every time the song plays. Uh, is uh, major weeper. And yeah. Oh wait, uh, uh, my two words in my notes are Robin Williams. Wonder why? Huh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> kind of doesn't even really make sense when you think about it. You might have <laughs> so, enjoyed Radiohead. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I can tell you why that the song never came out. But, but it did though. It for for so long it never came out. But it did though. Apparently, in 2012, uh, producer Nigel Godrich uh, said. To Tom's credit, he needs to feel a song has validation, that it has a reason to exist as a recording. We could do True Love Waits and make it sound like John Mayer. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, shots fucking fired from Nigel to John. <laughs> Admittedly, that uh, the version from 2001 does sound like the best Coldplay song possible. Um, wow, and that still kind of sucks. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, it's, and the, the, the weight and the, the cross, I, the love I carry for this song. You're gonna say the cross I bear. Yep, I was gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the burden I bear, the, the the love I feel for this song is still like so much, and I feel for this song so much that um, I do not care. If, like the past versions, they still sound beautiful to me. Yeah. Damn. It's a beautiful song, and this is a beautiful album, and I think we're done with it. Whew. Hey, we I got a question it. for y'all. What's up? Are we uh, are we picking up something good? Gee, I don't know. I guess we should uh, consult our little transmitters here. Our little baby transmitter. Whittle Thanks for sending me a, a widow, widow baby transmitter for this episode, guys. Yeah, and uh, sorry for like not sending you. Like we had to send you the kit, and you had to 
like set it up yourself. Yeah, that's all right. I got used to it. Okay, cool. So I guess, um, yeah, let's let's turn it on and see if we're picking up something good. Let's go. Done. All right. What wow. does that readout say? Oh man. Oh man, the transmitter's crying. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. I, oh, I don't know. It's even all in the... binary. Trill of weights is really sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is a really, really beautiful album. I think that's what it says. It's a little smudged from the tears. Would you say it's more beautiful even than uh, in rainbows? It's more beautiful, but I still think In Rainbows is my favorite. Okay. I, I In Rainbows, is there's moments of beauty, but I wouldn't call it a beautiful album, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Um, People keep weirdly calling um, In Rainbows sexy. Yeah, because mm. it has nude on it. <laughs> and that's the sexiest thing any person could be. He <laughs> said, in House of Cards, like, yeah. Oh, the sexiest Netflix original. It is. Oh, spicy. So steamy and horny. Uh, mm. Sean, what does yeah, your transmitter say? It. <laughs> uh, it's saying I'm picking up my favorite album of 2016 and uh, one of the, my favorite albums of the past decade. I oh. love A Moonshade Pool. It's, I'm going to go with Nikki. Uh, it's a beautiful, absolutely lush album. Johnny's the string work is unbelievable. It's so, so good. Um but I I think it's more uh, beautiful than in rainbows, but I don't like it as much as I do in rainbows. And I still yeah. ranking the albums at, like mm-hmm. Moonshape Pool, I think barely cracks the top five for me. But I still love this album. I Absolutely. also agree. It is my second favorite album of 2016, uh, right behind Frank Ocean's Blonde. Oh, um, good choice. And I think that... Um, I think that this is honestly one of the most beautiful Radiohead albums. I agree with y'all. It's not the best one, but it's incredible. It's the best at what it's doing. Because yeah. I think there's a there's a couple, there's other moments of like beauty in their discography, but this really fucking, it's just pretty. It's the best it. possible next step for the band. Yeah. 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 A- and whatever they do next is going to be really interesting here in 2016. I hope they go like go full bubblegum pop. I hope that, like, we are Radiohead, and it's fun to be in a band. What if, what if anyone could play guitar gets True Love Waits, and they bring it back, <laughs> and it sounds even better on the next one? <laughs> that anyone be that can hard. play guitar too. Yeah. Oh jeez. More people oh, can play guitar now. <laughs> oh man, the cat's on the kitchen table. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no! Get down from there. You're not supposed oh, to be on no. there. Get down from me. I see, you see. Okay, we better end this. I gotta get the cat off of the kitchen table. <laughs> anyway, a silly little guy. <laughs> this has been Picking Up Something Good, a limited event prestige podcast about Radiohead. My name is Mace. I play music as Echo Vessel. You can find me online at Echo Vessel or on Instagram at Echo Three O's Vessel. Uh, fuck Echo Vessel. Fuck Echo Vessel. Can I get a fuck Echo Vessel? Thank you. Fuck Echo Vessel. Uh, Thank you. Um, I also have a uh, show and tell podcast that I do with Sean called Radish. Hey. Um, we just did an episode yesterday. What day is today? It, yeah, we did it yesterday. We did do <laughs> did it yesterday. You? 
<laughs> it, it feels like it was a week ago. Wait, I thought um, you guys. I thought you. I thought Radish is on Sunday. Last couple weeks they haven't been. We've just been like, oh, Monday. Fuck it. That's why I keep missing it. <laughs> Tyler it. celebrates a long, like, full day Easter, so he couldn't do it. On oh, okay. Yeah, Bunny he, Day, right? He's exactly. Zipper. He's Zipper. <laughs> Tyler. Fucker. Had, Tyler broke the system and had to go and fight every Zipper. <laughs> um. So that. Uh, also, uh, Nikki and I have a label called Neodetritus. Uh, we're putting out an album that we're really excited about this week, uh, Sengoku and the Selling Dreams. Uh, oh my god, we're releasing that on Friday. Yeah, that's coming out on Friday. It, oh my god, that's so Ed O'Brien and Fiona, Fiona Apple Day. Uh, I, I, think, I think that Derek can stand on his own. Uh, honestly, like, <laughs> this album fucks. And also, yeah. Friday happens to be uh, Mace's birthday. <laughs> oh fuck little baby boy's birthday a um, little baby boy yeah we're gonna do a special uh six hour episode of picking up something good where no. everybody mm-hmm. dials in and wishes me a happy birthday no that's fine i mean that's cute that you think that <laughs> I mean, we're gonna do impressions all, like... only picking up something good episode <laughs> i'm gonna marry the fox from splash mountain and it's gonna take so long oh man it's just the the reception is going to be excruciating <laughs> <laughs> So look forward to that. <laughs> uh, my name is Nikki Flowers. I play music as Nikki Flowers. I also play music as me again. I have a new album as me again. It's me again, too. That's not the name of the album. It's called Suffer Comfort. You should buy it. Download it. Uh, stream it, I think. I don't know. I'd rather you buy it, though. Um, let's see. I don't think we've thanked Noise Space recently. No, we should do that so, more often. Yeah, shout out to Noise Space for hosting this thing that we do. Uh, shout out to Matt and everyone at Noise Space for di- uh, just putting up with it. <laughs> putting up with one episode a month, even even though there's going to be two episodes this month. <laughs> we're trying. We're we're desperately trying to, to be a regular podcast. A third. <laughs> well, let's Whoa. not push our luck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, is that you, Nikki? Yeah, I got nothing else going on. Sean? Uh, guys, thank you so much for having me back. Uh, You're yeah. welcome. No, it we is love you. a constant <laughs> pleasure. I, I love this show. I love listening to you both. Uh, and oh. I love Radiohead. Um, and I'm Sean. I'm at that Sean Barry on Twitter and Sean M. Barry everywhere else. That's S-E-A-N-M-B-A-R-R-Y. Um, and like May said, we host a uh, show and tell weekly podcast called Radish. And we stream... Uh, every recording that we do on twitch.tv slash radis stuff. It's a very fun show. And it's uh, actually weekly. Like we, I think in the, the POSG Twitter bio, it's like we call ourselves a weekly podcast and we all know that that is a lie. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I added in new episodes weekly, I added a question mark next to it. <laughs> oh, okay, good. So people know. So yeah, Radish, not only is it a very fun show and tell podcast, it also, um, Great hosts. It has introduced me to a lot of really cool like TV shows and video games and albums and stuff that I would have missed otherwise. And if regularly scheduled podcasting is important to you, well, you're probably not listening to this, but Radish is your pod. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, that's, uh, you know, hope to maybe I don't know what other episode of this show I could possibly be on. Um, maybe if uh, 
man, I tried real hard. We got a little bit there. Almost turned this into a baseball podcast, but maybe we can uh, <laughs> uh, pitching Ooh. up something good coming soon where Nikki <laughs> and I introduced Mace to baseball. Um, I, actually, baseball. I, I know a bit about baseball, but I could also, like, well, I could do that. I'm I also would not pretty, hate that. I'm pretty <laughs> fucking brand new to baseball, but I am very excited by it now. And I should uh, go back. I know we're, oh, I want to hit the two-hour mark doing this, but I oh, yeah, why should, not? I corrected myself. Uh, it was, in fact, the White Sox involved in the 1919 scandal. It was called the Black Sox scandal because they yep. were ashamed. Yeah, they got all, they got all, their socks all dirty with corruption. Yes. So on the <laughs> and they next... didn't launder their socks at all the whole year. <laughs> even shoeless Joe Jackson, even though he wore shoes. <laughs> that was part of the scandal. They were like, you wear shoes? <laughs> it's 1919. Uh, on the next episode of Picking Up Something Good, uh, we're going to get a little freaky and a little creepy. No. Uh, yeah, once again. Um, Are you guys going but... back to Pablo, honey? <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> but this time, literally, uh, we're going to be, we have to watch Suspiria. <laughs> oh, that's going to be really cool and look forward to it. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Speaking of Pablo Honey, Uh-oh. I found the email. You did what? Of, wait for it, <laughs> the Baby on the Nevermind album. Oh. Yeah, I know. So it's not the email of the Pablo Honey baby, but I figured... I sent an email. I also sent a follow-up email because I have not heard back from him. <laughs> I sent an email. He's probably very busy being the, the baby from Nevermind. <laughs> he has to be on the cover every... Yeah, all the time. He's, every, he's every, still the baby. Every anniversary, they take another picture of him nude in a pool. Um, <laughs> but it's just for Chris Novoselic's collection. They're not <laughs> Right, exactly. Um, so I figured, like, if anyone can help us find the Pablo Honey baby, it is another famous album baby from the 90s right yeah Yeah. so i just wanted to give a quick update um i guess basically nothing has changed yet but nothing we're still working on it we'll get to it by the end of season two i hope well let's not promise let's (laughs) not let's not write any checks our asses can't cash (laughs) anyway next episode we're watching suspiria and listening to the tommy work soundtrack and then after that it's anima Woo. Uh, and, and then eventually we're going to talk about Johnny Greenwood's music. Maybe you can be on that, Sean. I would. Yeah. On, yeah. That would be great if you guys would have me back on. Oh, absolutely. And, and then we're going to get, talk about Eid. Eid? Eid. 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 <laughs> I, I'm trying to get into the ed that he does at the end of, uh, during Weird Fishes. We got 50 seconds until we hit the 22 uh, hour mark. Let's keep it going. I follow where you lead. Yeah. <laughs> 40 seconds left. Come on, keep it up. We're hitting uh, the two hour mark. Uh, this is picking up some good limited and prestige podcast about Radiohead. Uh, we did uh, we did the Moonshade Cool just now, uh, and I'm trying to fill time for two hours. Uh, we're gonna do an- uh, Suspiria next. Oh, uh, the other thing Tinker, is Tinker Taylor, um, we- Soldier Sailor. <laughs> Shut up. We're we're thinking about doing more than just Radiohead after we run out of Radiohead stuff. Um, we're we, almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. So we're thinking of doing a bunch of They Might Be Giant stuff because that's the band I know the most about. Um, but if you have other recommendations for bands slash albums, uh, let us know. There's five seconds left. Uh, goodbye. Thank you for listening. Bye. Okay, we're we're done. Oh, okay. Nice. This is a podcast. Picking up something good. This is a podcast. Picking up something good.
Yorick is my real dad.